Welcome to Chat With Us. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lauren. And we're here with Counselor Toya Tucker. Toya is a native of Columbus, Georgia, and a Carver High School graduate. The essence of her life's journey has been to serve the people by volunteering and mentoring. She retired from the Air Force in 2009 after 12 years of active duty service. She has received her bachelor's in psychology from the University of Phoenix and has served our community in different capacities from the Family Center to VITA, NAACP, and much more. Her extensive work in the community inspired Toya to found One Columbus United, Inc., a social action organization committed to addressing conditions or forces which are destructive to the quality of life of the citizens in Columbus, Georgia, and surrounding counties. Toya was elected to the Columbus, Georgia City Council District 4 in 2020. Welcome, Toya. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate this invite. I'm excited. We are so happy to have you and, you know, just share all of the great work you're doing in our community. Um, so will you tell our audience, I know I did an intro for you, but just a little bit about yourself, some things you're passionate in. and Right. So um, I kept my bio kind of like a historical footprint for myself. Um, I say I, I look up to so many people my predecessor was Evelyn Turner Pugh, um, who served in District 4 for 31 years. She passed away in July of 2021. Um, so I just felt like I had to kind of lead without her. However, a lot of things that I do, um, I attribute, attribute to her. Um, the first thing I did was get involved with some of the national and statewide organizations once I got elected. <clears throat> that is in, to include um, ACCG. I am, I serve on the board of managers. I probably, I'm, I probably am, I'm gonna say the, not the youngest in age, but I am close, but only being in office for two years and actually less than two years and getting the honor to be a leader of leaders um, for all 159 counties in Georgia. Um, to me, it's the greatest honor that your peers can bestow onto you. Um, all the things that I learned in these environments, whether I'm in DC meeting with Senator Ossoff, or if I'm in um, Colorado, meeting with elected officials um, throughout the whole United States, I'm always taking Columbus with me. And not only am I taking Columbus with me, I'm bringing back all the knowledge and resources with me as well to our community. Um, as you know, we, um, we received funds, $78.5 million through the American Rescue Plan. And I'm sure we're gonna have some special announcements pretty soon that will benefit United Way. <laughs> oh, we can't wait to hear, hear these secret, secret announcements. Right, but um, I have been an advocate um, for these dollars 
because the reason why we received $78.5 million um, through the American Rescue Plan was directly for the community. You know, it's the pandemic, unfortunately, um, it impacted all of us in some, you know, form or fashion. So the dollars that we're receiving really should go to help the people. And that's something that I have been promoting and advocating for since we found out about this, um, these funds for our community. So I have attended, I don't know how many hours <laughs> of educational training um, to understand how the treasury guidance work and what we can actually apply for and use those dollars for. So um, when it comes to serving in this capacity, I'm just, at, I'm absolutely um, thankful that I receive um, so many people uh, that have supported me and not only supported, but voted for me uh, in 2020, because without the vote, I wouldn't be here to serve. And a lot of times as I'm a Gen Xer and, you know, we, we honestly just want our chance to serve. Um, I've done so much in a, a voluntary capacity um, through my military uh, time. And also before I joined the military in high school, I was always about volunteering. Um, in ninth grade, I received um, the Citizen of the Year Award. Um, and it was because of the amount of time I spent volunteering with senior citizens or mentoring or tutoring people that were way older than, <laughs> than me. But, you know, some people, I just believe that um, you're born to serve and you can tell it. I, I, I probably attribute it to being the only child. So I had to come up with innovative ways to make myself happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's why I talk a lot. <laughs> a lady, yeah. Right. Uh, and a perfect place for you to be is on a podcast. Right. I'm glad that you have such a servant heart and have, um, you know, that podium to speak on. That's right. Um, to so take care of all of us. So it's like the perfect person to represent. Um, we wanted to discuss a little bit about youth engagement in the community um, and tell us how you help with that um, in our community. Okay, so as I mentioned, my volunteer background, um, I've always had a passion for helping the youth um, from being in the military. I, no matter what duty station I was at, whether I was in Virginia or Germany or Alaska, I always find, um, I always found an opportunity to support some youth um, within that community. And when I, before I even came back to Columbus, it's, it's really funny. And I'm gonna tell you how I got involved with NAACP and I ended up becoming the youth council advisor. But I was in Montgomery, Alabama, um, working at the military entry processing station. And I would, you know, Facebook, allows us to connect you know no matter where you are you you stay connected so I would right. see you know all the things that the kids were doing um in Columbus I'm like oh they volunteering oh they you know I was just so excited <laughs> and I'm like man if I go back home I'm gonna get involved you know with the NAACP youth council I do at the time I had you know two young young children um so I said 
you know what? I'm going to find a way to get them connected. That way I can connect. <laughs> you know, I kind of use them as my little connection. So um, I, I, you know, when I returned back home in 2014, I signed my son up to be a member of the NAACP Youth Council. And that actually was before 2014. But in 2014, I became the Youth Council Advisor. Um, and it was, I mean, it was amazing. It, number one, when you empower the youth, when you give them the tools necessary to achieve whatever it is that they want to do or be in life, I'm serious. If you're a person that love kids, it will warm your heart. It will do some, it will transform you in so many ways. Uh, in 2015, um, I called my grandfather who, who's a former, um, county commissioner over in Macon Bibb County. And I was like, granddaddy. <laughs> Yeah, don't that sound like a little kid? Crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm working with the youth in the community. I said, and guess what? We have an opportunity to take them to Philadelphia to the national NAACP national convention. So I was just, man, I was building it up, building it up. And I know he was like, okay, what she want? <laughs> I said, I'm a little short. I need $1,750. Right. He said, that's not a little short. I said, I know. <laughs> I said, but we have, um, at the time it was Dr. Denise Dykes of, um, Canaan Baptist church. And, you know, I had some of the elected officials that were donating funds, but we were for real traveling for a week and staying. I think it was at the Sherrington in, in Philadelphia for seven days. And we wanted to make sure the kids had clothing like the parents didn't have to pay for clothes for the kids they wow. didn't have to pay for food travel accommodations nothing it was like an all-inclusive in trip so he said he he took a, a deep sigh he said i'll be over there shortly now my dad my granddad stays in Maine, and i said okay <laughs> i was like okay i'm ready and when he came I'm serious, y'all. He had he pulled out his wallet and just counted seventeen hundred and fifty dollars out hey. on, the, on the kitchen table, and I was oh. like, okay. I was thinking, you know, a check. Mm -mm. He went to the bank, he got the money and brought it here so I could have it for those kids. And we took um, eight students from Columbus area. And I do, and, and, you know, I'll send some pictures if y'all want to kind of like post them, but at every event, our students were color coordinated, meaning they had on, you know, the NAACP colors, which is blue and like a goldish yellow color. Mm -hmm. yes. And um, I mean, they, they were just well-mannered. They look good. And it, it was really like a celebrity experience. Because oh. people was like, who is that? Who is that? You know, when they're walking. <laughs> and I said, I'm telling you all, image is everything. Like, image mm -hmm. is everything. If you look good, you feel good, you behave well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just, just be good, please. And I'll make sure you get everything you want. So we just had an absolute 
absolutely amazing event um when we was in Philadelphia, we got to do a Black History tour. Um, we saw the Underground Railroad. We went to this um, this house that they used to the abolitionists used to keep the slaves hidden. I mean, and it I mean it just blew these kids' mind. And for them to experience that, I always say that in order to expand someone's mind. You have to expose them to things, you know, mm -hmm. new things. And from the exposure and the experiences that these students um, were able to actually like touch, feel, interact, truly experience, they went on, you know, some of them were in eighth grade, ninth grade, but they went on, became students, you know, at Georgia State and other different schools and are truly, you know, one of them right now is working on um, the Stacey Abrams Warnock campaign. He's 21. Oh, <laughs> He's 21. Wow. So, you you know, when you, I, I, I'm just, I love, it's two groups of people I love. I love everybody. I love, <laughs> I love the youth and I love our, our elders. And that's, you know, I know we we're talking about youth today, but I work, um, on a senior hunger coalition through the River Valley Regional Commission, um, the area area on aging. Um, and I'm thankful that I get to work with our youngest people and our oldest people because mm -hmm. I'm learning so much from the older generation that I can really filter that knowledge into our youth. That way we can, it's almost like a bridge because right. you you want to pull from that that old and kind of bridge with that new generation mm -hmm. and let them know that we had great people that came before us and paved the way. And that's so important to me. And I I think I embody that because when we were in Philadelphia, you know, I did a lot of historical um, educational trips. So they could see, you know, this is this is what people did because they saw something that was wrong and they wanted to make a change. And that's mm -hmm. what NAACP really is. It's seeing right. something wrong and wanting to make a change. That's what United Way is. Seeing right. something wrong and wanting to make a change. And I think the more people embrace that, then... I mean, we'll, we'll be a better Columbus, Georgia, United States, see the wrong and make the change. That's right. Well, Toya, that's wonderful. I, I think that's incredible that you take the wisdom from our elders and share it with the younger group. They have so much hope and so many dreams and to hear all that wisdom and, and take that on and move it forward and really build on that. That's really incredible. So tell me more about talking to kids before they maybe lose some of that hope and how that ties into preventing some of the crime that's happening in our in our community. How important it is to engage with the youth to prevent some of the opportunities for crime. Absolutely. So some of the kids, um, a lot of the kids that I mentor um, come from 
they, they come from low income families. Um, and the one in particular that I mentioned, um, who's now working for, say, say Abrams and Warnock, and I, you know, I was laughing. I'm like, dude, you about to get like $5,000 a month, you know, just <laughs> to do something that you already like doing and you was doing it for free. <laughs> so, um, you know, he was the one that probably society would have, would have counted out, you know, Tell me why. Tell me more about yeah. that. So mom, teenage mom, mm-hmm. she had four kids, I think, before she was 20. I'm not for sure, but I know she had like two before she graduated high school. She mm-hmm. dropped, she actually dropped out of school, but she did go back. Um, and and when I say society counted out, unfortunately, it's generational. So like she was, she was um yeah. She's a success story. She's a success story in in itself. And, you know, me being connected um, to her through one of my best friends, um, you know, her her story is one that she doesn't mind telling. In order to put food on the table, sadly, she started working in strip clubs. And, right, and you know, when you are in that environment and your children, like you're thinking about your children, however, you're also thinking about how this impacts them. And I'm sure that the child thinks, you know, that too, but she somehow turned that negative into a positive. She ended up, you know, completely turning away from that life, going to college, getting a degree, um, she ended up being the state NAACP secretary, um, the, the president of the Columbus NAACP chapter, um, and her kids got, were able to see how she really started really from the bottom, you know what I'm saying, of poverty and pulling herself up through education, really through education because with education comes opportunities right Mm -hmm. and you know I'm just so thankful because you know sometimes our children and not no not sometimes all the times our experience as adults as parents really is our children's experience as well so if we're living in a bad environment our children are experiencing that same thing and a lot of times they don't know how to communicate that. So that's where we talk about trauma and stresses and, you know, kids going to school, they're sleeping and not really being able to focus, you know, completely distracted, you know, might not have proper clothing. You know, we, we heard about that at the kickoff where, you know, in the school they have washers and dryers so people can, the kids can come in and bring their clothes. These are things that our kids in low income and impoverished communities um, actually suffer with. They suffer through this. And for this young man to experience life that most people would not have to experience, but at the same time, he has excelled as a Columbus scholar. 
and now working on a major campaign, that's the type of stories that we want to see, you know, within our community. And I know that's what United Way stands on. You know, I, I know that with everything in my heart because of the work that United Way does with community schools. Um, and not just community schools with Home for Good. Um, one of the things that, you know, you all mentioned in my, my bios that I received the degree in psychology. And the first thing I did, I really wanted to experience what it was to work for a nonprofit. So I applied for a job with Volunteers of America Southeast. And what they do is they work with um, homeless or at risk for homeless veterans. And the first person that I was a caseworker for was a female veteran who had a son who went to school with my son. And I mean, it, it honestly, it touched me. And I, you know, when you're working in that field and that social, social work field, you kind of got to keep it together. So yeah. I was, you know, trying to be professional but all at the same time, I'm, I'm smiling. I'm like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to get through it. But in the inside, I'm breaking down. I'm, right. breaking, I'm like crying big tears. Because <laughs> sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, this she served, you know, her country. And she's living in her car with her child because she has a 12-year-old son. So she could not get in Damascus way. Right. Because she has right. a 12-year-old son. Right. Um, and I wanted to get her situated um, because I do believe in the housing first approach. And I, I did everything. And I told her, I said, we're going to, we're going to work on this and you're going to be in the home in 30 days. And she was like, no way. I was like, yes, wait, yes, mm -hmm. wait. And I worked on that day and night. She was like my main focus every day when I came to work. And I was able to find her an apartment and get hood bash approved, seriously, wow. in less than 30 days. When I, not only that, I was able to get furnishings from, you know, people within the community, different business owners, you know, mm -hmm. people uh, donated towels and, you know, sheets and all. she had nothing to worry about TV how she just walked in the house and, and started living and then she didn't have to worry about her utilities nor her rent for a while because with um the ssvf um rent that we had we would pay that for so many months so it, it was things like that that just doing that i feel like helped her 12 year old son because mm -hmm. knowing that you have a place to lay your head, knowing that you have food in the refrigerator, knowing that you actually have a home to go to, you can now go to school and concentrate on being a 12-year-old boy needing to experience his, his entire middle school, you know, year. So it's, it's just important. And that's why I honestly, I love United Way. Um, 
and and it's amazing how you know these stories and you know we're chatting my background is information technology um okay <laughs> right so um th- my entire time in the military you know I worked in the information information technology field whether it was cybersecurity or I was IT support or whatever it is um but in 2012 I was actually in school for business information systems technology I had nine semester hours left to graduate Mm. Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there you know I'm troubleshooting um an issue because I worked in the MIPS and something just just hit me and I was like I don't I don't want to do this anymore like I, I really my whole purpose for being in the military was helping and I, I was always volunteering you know and it was part of who I was and I wasn't doing that enough I wasn't right. doing it enough midstream changed my whole degree <laughs> degree oh, to psychology and that's why I graduated in 2014 with my psychology degree so it's just amazing the way um life takes you and I would have never imagined being an elected official even though everybody you know in my life like yeah that's totally you (laughs) that's totally you like yeah whatever (laughs) but me I you know my husband would tell you my goal was like being this top um I'm gonna say you know in the military you climb up the 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 field like you start off at for me it was E3 and going up the rank the same thing with my civilian career like I wanted to be a GS14 SES or whatever status (laughs) you know being DC working you know at the Pentagon and the intelligence you I mean I was just had all these in my mind these big dreams but in my heart you hear how I said that in my mind I had these big you know fantasy like oh yeah you're gonna be this but in my heart it was always service so my heart trumped my mind and Mm -hmm. I eventually really became like a full-time public servant that's so wonderful you and you can tell you have such a servant heart and you were breathing life into people and sometimes that small thing of truly just believing in somebody that possibly didn't have anybody else to believe in them just makes all of the difference to open up a world of possibilities it's so exciting we'll transition a little bit from that um we just have a little left but I do want to focus on the importance of community involvement and you know taking initiative into your community um, and how we can turn things around and how we can make a brighter community for all of us to live in. Right I always mention that no man is an island in itself like we we don't you know come up in this this world and you know just be put placed on an island and we just serve out, you know, just alone, me, myself, and I. No, we need people. We need each other. Um, and I'm always promoting community involvement in my district. Um, when I get calls about, you know, illegal dumping or littering mm-hmm. or even potholes, I'm like, we have three, one, one. Three, exactly. one, one. Right. <laughs> just like we have two, one, one. That's we have right. 311. Put in a 311 ticket 
tag me if you need to, but let's work together because mm -hmm. I serve, you know, roughly 27,000 people in district four, you know, we have 206,000 um, people in Columbus, Georgia. The mayor can't do it alone. Um, I can't do it alone in my district or each respective counselor. And also United Way, um, even in its greatness, can't do it alone. That's why um, United Way needs people to help them reach that $7.5 million yes. goal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we, we just, honestly, we can get my, my campaign, um, you know, little platform, um, my little slogan was stronger, better together. Um, mm. Because we are, um, mm -hmm. we're a stronger, better nation when we're not divisive. You know, I don't know when that's going to ever happen again, but we just had the 21st um, anniversary of 9-11. And mm -hmm. I, I honestly remember um, being in my office and I was working at that time in Montgomery at the Senior NCO Academy, we had graduation preparation. And as I'm doing the diplomas for these 365 students, you know, I looked up and you can hear talking and I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking honestly that, like who changed the channel? I thought it was like a showtime or something. And then I saw that I saw actually the second plane hit yeah. the building. Yeah. And when I realized we were still on Good Morning America, my heart dropped. All the people in the office, you know, we just paused. I mean, it was just like a pause. And from there on, our world had changed. I mean, what we knew as America in 2001 is not the America that we live in in 2022. Um, That's right. It really started sadly a negative trend of you know terrorist attacks um in our country and in our world but what i love about that time is the connection that we had as a society it didn't matter if you were black white asian puerto rican i don't care who you were you were helping mankind we need to get back to helping mankind because that's the whole premise of stronger better together we need community involvement we need to be nicer people you know mm -hmm. people walk around every day with invisible wounds that you will never see they will probably never tell you that internally they're dying inside Mm -hmm. And a smile, a positive, you know, a positive word of encouragement can uplift a person beyond anything you could ever imagine. Um, and, and honestly, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to study psychology, because I wanted to understand why people do what they do. You know, why is it that during... Um, a negative force like 9-11, mm -hmm. 
why does it promote us to actually be kind? And how do we capture that? Like, how do we bottle Same. that up <laughs> and sell that? that. Yeah. yeah. How? So I'm, I'm just always thinking about that. And that's, yes, um, community involvement is important. Um, at every um, venture that I have, I know that I need people. You know, um, when it's time for me to go up for re-election, no matter how much work I do, I still need people to yeah. get out and vote. You know, I can't, I can't vote for myself. <laughs> and all the things that I do, all the positive things I do, I don't do it alone. I do it with people. So once we, you know, kind of just, I say it's probably like a mindset change, you know, that we need. Um, and we just really need to be more kind. Uh, you know, I just think we, we kind of move away from being kind to one another and those are just simple things that we can do um, to really just make our community better. Just as a reminder, United Way is always looking for volunteers if you want to <laughs> get connected in your in your community. And I'm sure Toya, you have ways to get involved and get connected. So let us know. We're here. We want to talk to you. We want to get connected. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to chat with us, Toya. Thank you. I appreciate this. This is nice. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank we had you. a great time. We'll talk right. soon. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Well, that was awesome getting to talk to Toya. It has been a little bit of a hiatus for Lauren and I here um, on chat with us, and we have missed you all um, in discussing these topics. So we are glad to find be back in our own little Wakati United Way studio. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I do have to share some bittersweet news with y'all. Um, I have decided to stay home with my daughter. Uh, many of you know that um, I have a seven month old. I missed out on, I guess, two episodes um, earlier this year. Um, and being a military spouse, it just gets very difficult. Um, doing it solo. So uh, September 30th will be my last day at United Way. Um, but I must say how much I've absolutely loved this opportunity and truly believe um, in the mission of United Way. So I will um, say my farewell um, and also asking you to join me in donating to this year's campaign. I with United Way year, many years before starting to work here and I continue to still uh, come by and bug my team <laughs> as a volunteer uh, for many years to come but I am definitely going to miss you all and being able to join y'all on this podcast. Yeah we'll have to have you come back as a guest next time. Oh maybe maybe maybe. <laughs> you will be missed and you are irreplaceable. Oh, Lauren, I'm going to miss you so much, but I'm going to miss y'all and thank you so much. This is my final sign off of chat with us. Thanks, guys.